Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. Several people sent me this story, and it is a hot topic. An appeals court has ruled that live streaming the police during traffic stops is protected by the First Amendment. The Hill.com ran the story. Andrew, Cindy, Orly, and Edward, and Robert all sent it. Thank you very much. And of course, this is one of those things. We've got the First Amendment, which was, of course, created quite a while ago, long before anything such as live streaming could even be imagined by somebody. So uh, the courts do have to address these things from time to time, and this one here is a great result. So the court has ruled that live streaming during a traffic stop is protected by the First Amendment. But the question is, how far does this ruling reach, and what other ramifications are there to it? Lawrence Forza wrote this. This is the fourth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals, the Fourth Circuit. They ruled yesterday that a North Carolina town's policy that allegedly banned video live streaming of police during traffic stops was in violation of the First Amendment. So I've heard of police telling people you can't do that. The question is, when they say that, are they just saying it, or is there a statute or a code or a law that says they can't? So apparently a North Carolina town had a policy that allegedly banned it. And the question is, of course, whether that's a law or not. But it doesn't matter because this court says whatever you call it, it would be a violation of the First Amendment. So the ruling stated that the man who was live streaming his traffic stop on Facebook Live when a police officer attempted to take his phone away because he said live streaming threatened his safety, that's the heart of this. Uh, the man then sued the Winterville police officers in their official capacity for having a policy that violates the First Amendment. He also sued the officer individually, and that's an interesting point we'll get to in a second. The district court did not find that the policy violated the First Amendment and dis uh, dismissed the individual complaint against the officer under qualified immunity. Now, that was then appealed, and the appeals court vacated the district court's ruling, ruling that if such a policy exists that bans video live streaming, it would violate the First Amendment. So the ruling said that live streaming police encounters provides information the same way recording police officers does. And the whole point is that this is something that adds more transparency. And he's filming his own traffic stop. So it's not like situations we've heard of before where there's a traffic stop taking place. Let's say there's out on the, out on the highway east of Omaha, there is a traffic stop. Police pull somebody over. And you see that happening and go, you know, I think that's newsworthy. So you pull up behind the cop car and you walk around and you pull out your camera and you start taking video or live streaming it and, and you're standing right there. And let's say you're on the wrong side of the car, for instance. You're on the traffic side of the car. And, and the officer says, excuse me, um, you're, you're, you're too close to the road. I need you to step back for your own safety. No, 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 no. I think I'm, I'm, I'm wanna, I want to film this for its, uh, you know, a journalistic uh, value. Well, then stand over there in front of the car. No, 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 you can't tell me where to stand. Well, that's one thing if it's somebody else doing the filming. And again, saying simply they cannot film, obviously, this would apply. But here the man is filming his own traffic stop. So it's hard to say that that somehow interferes with him interacting. And those allegations, as far as I know, were never made. It's just that the officer said this somehow threatens my safety. How? Do you think that this magical box is stealing your soul? So the appeals court vacated the district court's ruling, 
And the ruling said, recording police encounters creates information that contributes to discussion about governmental affairs. So too does live streaming disseminate that information, often creating its own record. We thus hold that live streaming a police traffic stop is speech protected by the First Amendment. So it is First Amendment protected speech. The court ruled that the man's claim can now proceed, but that he must now prove that the alleged policy banning live streaming exists in Winterville. So apparently there was no statute on this, because otherwise you pull a statute and go, there you go, there's a statute. But they call it a policy, and that's through two different courts, the trial court and the court of appeals. So I suspect that there's no written policy on this, that it's just, it's just a policy that they do. But if he can prove that the policy exists, the town will then have a chance to prove it does not violate the First Amendment, which is going to be kind of hard to do because of this ruling. Now, you might say, Steve, that is so nonsensical. Court of Appeals says it would be protected speech, but then says the man must prove that this somehow is protected speech. Well, not really. What they're basically saying is, is there was no evidence put in that the town has a policy on this with respect to like an actual written statute or a code or whatever you want to call it, or a rule, you know. And so because there's no written rule on it, then you got to go back down and show that that rule existed. And then, obviously, once you see how the rule is written or, or what it consists of, you can then decide whether or not this speech is protected. It's almost certainly protected. But there's a slim chance, I suppose. But it's kind of hard to speculate if we don't know exactly what the policy says. The appeals court did hold up the district court's ruling that dismissed the individual complaint against the officer and said that the officer is protected under qualified immunity, which is the rule that protects officers from being held individually liable unless the officer clearly violates a constitutional right. Here, the motorist had argued that it was clearly established that the officer violated his First Amendment rights, but the court disagreed and said the officer was entitled to qualified immunity. So what that means, though, is that going forward, in the Fourth Circuit, if a police officer were to say, excuse me, you can't do that and block you from doing it, at that point, they would be violating a clearly established right because of this ruling. And we've talked about it before. This is what makes this ruling so rare. Because a, a court has got to say that someone violates a clearly established rule, but if it's never been ruled on, it hasn't been clearly established. So you get this weird circular argument situation. But here, the court is saying that this would be a violation of free speech. It would be, absolutely, okay? Sending back down to trial to see what happens. But this ruling now is on the books. And so, following the logic of the courts in the past, if this happens in the Fourth Circuit, right now, every police officer in the Fourth Circuit is deemed to know this because it is a clearly established right as of yesterday. That's how it works. On the other hand, although the officer is allegedly acting under the policy that plausibly violated the First Amendment, the motorist claims against him in his personal capacity fails, the ruling reads, it was not clearly established that the officer's actions violated Sharp's First Amendment rights, and so he's protected by qualified immunity. So he was protected, and in this case he will be. But going forward, 
other officers in the Fourth Circuit will not be so protected. So that's one of these things, and, and it's unfortunate that this is happening at such a slow pace, and it's happening circuit by circuit by circuit. And it's going to have to go to the U.S. Supreme Court, most likely. And I wouldn't be surprised if it does, because you're going to get some mixed results along the way. Uh, You're probably going to have some courts coming up with their own rules as to how you determine what's happening and so on. Because, you know, here this guy's filming his own traffic stop. What about somebody else who's filming the traffic stop that's not part of the traffic stop? And that question is simply one that pops into my head, but I'm sure there are others. So we'll see what happens. But this is a great ruling uh, with respect to your right to film a traffic stop and to live stream it. Live stream it. And I believe the court is basically saying whether you're live streaming or filming doesn't matter. It does not matter. Uh, I believe that they're hinting that live streaming is actually probably a little more important. Uh, And it would be, if you think about it. Because if I video something and show it to you later, I can edit what you see. I can cut portions out. I can narrate it and add things in. And so a live stream, it's what we call raw, raw footage, and if you're seeing it in real time, it really does add a lot of context to what you're seeing. So to me, live streaming is even more important than filming. But they're both, I believe, protected by the First Amendment. So huge case, not a lot more to it than that, but that's quite straightforward. In the Fourth Circuit, the Fourth Federal U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals, uh, they've ruled that live streaming the police during a traffic stop is protected by the First Amendment. And now police in the Fourth Circuit are on notice. The Hill.com ran the story. Lawrence Sforza wrote it. Andrew, Orlean, Cindy, Edward, and Robert all sent it. Thanks a lot. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. It is much better to walk alone in the right direction than to follow the herd hiking in the wrong direction.